Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to Episode 77 of Martha Runs the World. Today we're going to talk about making your own food for the run, for the race, for the trail, whenever you want to have different food than just the packaged stuff. But first, I want to have a big shout out to the new sponsor to the podcast, Tweed's Headphones. As a runner, I listen to a lot of music while I run. I prefer plug-in headphones because I don't want to have to charge them during my runs. I just found Tweed's Headphones and I love them. The wire is braided nylon and tangle-free. It includes a mic and a remote control key, and each set comes with comfortable noise-isolating earbuds that fit every ear. And I haven't even mentioned the sound. It's amazing! And for Martha Runs the World listeners, use the Martha Runs code on the Tweeds website and get 25% off your order. That's T-W-E-E-D-Z dot com. Get yours today! And you can buy your own food. I mean, I buy packaged foods. I buy the stuff that I get at Sports Basement or REI or even the stuff that I get at Trader Joe's. But once in a while, you want a break and you want something that tastes like real food. that <laughs> isn't just candy or, or junk. So sometimes you want to have something that is a little bit more substantial or and maybe you don't have the money, you don't want to spend 30 bucks on a box of stuff. One way you can do it is making your own food. I do make, I do kind of alternate. I do make a lot of my stuff for training. And at tra- trail races, usually the aid stations are well supplied, so you usually don't have to worry about bringing your own food. Sometimes you'll find those race companies that don't have a lot, or sometimes you'll get a race that there isn't much. I've done a couple of races where I really wish I had brought more food because there wasn't a whole lot. I'm a slow runner. I'm always at the back of the pack. So sometimes when I come at the end of the race, there isn't a whole lot left at the aid station. (laughs) I mean, if I'm within my time, if I'm within the cutoff time, race companies really should plan ahead to have something left on the aid stations for us back-of-the-pack runners. But that's a whole nother story that I'll get into at another time. Anyway, basically for training runs and for just going out and running, in longer runs, I like to have my own food. And like I said, I'll alternate it with, with like, um, I'll get like the honey stinger waffles or something like that, and then I'll alternate it with my own food. So I have a little bit of a mix, and that makes it a little bit more palpable for me. And today I'm going to go over some of the things that you can do to make your own food and give you some hints. And then you can go into it if you want to experiment and try your own things. You can do that. I get a lot of stuff out of books. I get a lot of things on my own. You can try your own to see if that works. The secret to making your own food for running is is to make it into small servings. You want to make it and divide it up into small enough servings. You, you don't want to have a, one big giant serving. I like real small things. I mean, I don't like to eat much at one time. Maybe a bite or two is all I can stand at a time. So 
you don't want to make a whole lot. Some people can stand a lot. I mean, I remember watching one of the Barkley movies. I don't remember which one it was, but one of the Barkley movies where one of the runners gobbled down a hamburger and it's just the bread and the meat. And he gobbled down the whole thing. It was, Holy crap. If I ate that, I'd puke. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to keep it down. So if you can do that, then you can eat it just about anything. I have to be more choosy about it because my stomach is a little bit more choosy. That's how I am, but you know how you are. So I, I would say just if you're accustomed to eating a lot of food, then you can eat more. If you need to be a little bit more careful about it, then just do small servings. And small servings are always good. The best thing with with homemade food is to wrap things in individual servings so that on your runs, you're going to get sweaty and things are going to get smushed together. So if they're packed individually, they have less of a chance of getting smushed. <laughs> to use a technical term. <laughs> And the foods that you can make for the trail are, and it's not limited to this, but this is what I make, uh, cookies, pancakes, waffle sandwiches or waffles, mini sandwiches, energy balls, stuffed dates, sticky rice. And then you can bring other foods like, like trail mix. Trail mix is always good. Dried fruit, mixed nuts, and beef jerky, always, or meat jerky. I don't know. Do they have vegetable jerky? I don't know. <laughs> Potato chips, but those get those get kind of smushed, so I don't know if you want to bring those. Those are some things that you can bring. And then the last bit of bits of stuff you don't really make unless you have like a dryer at home, a food dryer, dehydrator thingy. The cookies you can make. I mean, you can find recipes for everything. Well, before I get into the recipes, let's talk about packaging. Packaging your things up to to withstand your run is probably the most important part. Some books suggest going into this whole detailed thing of using wax paper or parchment paper, cutting out these squares to fit this certain measurement and doing it exact and going through this whole ritual. And it's like, geez, dude, I don't have all day to do this. <laughs> I can't take the time to go through this. So I don't measure things. I do it by eye and I do a few. I mean, it's only me. I, I don't, I'm not going to use a lot of it. What I'll do is I do like using parchment paper. It works pretty well. So I'll wrap up things in parchment paper. Then I put it in Ziploc bags. I might put a little bit of tape on it so it stays. And then I'll put it in zip, Ziploc bags. Or if I think it's going to be a little more delicate, I'll wrap it in tin foil and then stick it in the Ziploc. But I always use a Ziploc because Ziploc bags are always good. And you can always use those on the trail if you need to take something out. If you need to take out garbage with you or something like that. You can always use extra Ziploc bags. <laughs> then what you can do is that I usually, if I'm going to do that, I, I only make a week's worth because the stuff only lasts like a week, maybe a two because it's fresh food. So you don't want to keep it for longer than that. I don't freeze this stuff. I make it fresh for the week. I haven't tried freezing these. So if you want to try freezing them, you can go, go for it. I haven't done that though, because this stuff is not really freezer friendly kind of thing. Now, one of the things I do is uh, I like to make cookies. You can make your favorite kind of cookie as long as it's more a durable kind. My favorite cookie, I'm one of those cretins. My favorite kind of cookie is oatmeal raisin cookie. I know, I know, you know, you know, the joke is that where the, the person thinks it's a chocolate chip and he gets big disappointment in that it's an oatmeal raisin. Well, I would like that. 
I know I'm weird. I like oatmeal raisin over chocolate chip. I would take an oatmeal raisin cookie over a chocolate chip any day, any day. Let me tell you that. Chocolate chip are nice, but come on, they're they're a little passe. Oatmeal raisin, though, a good oatmeal raisin cookie is just wonderful. There are these things called cowboy cookies that are kind of like the the super charged oatmeal cookie where it's like an oatmeal cookie and you add a whole bunch of other stuff into it. You can add chocolate chips into an oatmeal cookie. You can add peanut butter chips into an oatmeal cookie. You can add dried cranberries into an oatmeal cookie. You can add all this other stuff into them. You can just pack them full. Secret to cookies though is you you need to make them small. Not these big giant jumbo cookies. You need to make small cookies because they're going to just fall apart and just be crumbs by the time you go to eat them if they're big. You got to make them small. The thing that the packaged has over us is that they have these big machines that compress stuff and put stuff together and we don't have that. So you need to make things a little smaller and that way they'll be more user-friendly when you go to eat them. They won't be all just one pile of crumbs. <laughs> It'll be much more of a pleasure to eat. That's the secret to making the cookies is make them small. And a really, what beats eating a great oatmeal raisin cookie or a cookie of your choice? If you like chocolate chip, if you like peanut butter cookies, wouldn't that be amazing? You want some energy and you just go and get that cookie that you just love as your energy. Yeah, that's pretty cool, I think. I, I, I think that's a really nice nice thing to have in training. So that's one of my favorites. And one of the things you can do is if you want to put more of an energy into it, you can always use whole wheat flour rather than white flour. You can add in some flax seed, some ground flax seed. You can add that in. You can add in a little protein a powder in there, you can experiment with it and put in some extra oomph into your recipe. The thing is, you you have to keep some things the same. You can replace some of the sugar with applesauce. There are some things that you have to keep the same because cookies just don't turn out the same. It's chemistry. But you can experiment. If you go too far one way, you have to make up for it another way. But you can't experiment with them. And and also you can make bars instead of cookies. You can bake them like brownies instead. You can use a brownie pan and you can, you know, you oil it and flour it and you can bake it that way instead. Look up some recipes, see if you can, if you like that. And it works out pretty well. And they may hold up better in the long run in brownie form rather than in cookie form. So you, you, you can try that and see if that works. Pancakes are a nice change of pace, but again, you have to make them small. The bigger they are, the more chance they're going to get smushed. (laughs) You can add nuts, chocolate chip, dried fruit. You could also make crepe style ones if you want instead and roll them up. That's a little bit more fancy. It takes a little bit more work, but if you're into making crepes, you can make your crepes and then once they're cooled, you can put a Nutella in the middle of them. You can put a chopped banana in the middle of them. You can do that if you want to do that. Along those same lines, you can make waffles. I don't have a waffle maker at home, so I buy the frozen waffles and I make waffle sandwiches. You can use plain waffles. If you make your own waffles, you can 
put all the fun ingredients in them and just use quarter waffles, use a quarter of a waffle and take them out if you want to do that. Or you can do like me and get the frozen waffles. You can make waffle sandwiches. You can put the almond butter and the Nutella in the middle and then put another waffle on top after they've been toasted, of course. And then you can cut them in, into quarters and each quarter is a serving. And that's what I take with me. And they work great. You can do all kinds of things. You can put all kinds of things in the middle of them. They, of course, you can do that with regular bread, but I would use sturdier bread over the soft white stuff. I mean, the whole wheat bread is great. You can even use French bread because it is sturdier and won't fall apart. But you want to use something that has a little bit of meat to it because you don't want it to be this like <laughs> just Vicky white dough. <laughs> you just don't want that. That wouldn't be a whole lot of fun to go get your, oh, I'm looking forward to this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And then there's the, like nothing there. <laughs> It's like, ah, uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> so those are really, really interesting ideas for sandwiches. One of my favorite things, and I've talked about it before, is stuffed dates. What I do is I get dates that are already pitted, because you don't want to have to deal with having to take the pit out. So you get dates that are already pitted, and then you can just put any nut butter you want in the middle of them. Dates are already super sweet. So you don't have to worry about it. You can put almond butter in it. You can put peanut butter in it. Or if you like, you can put a whole almond in the middle of it, or you can put like half a walnut or half a pecan in the middle of it, of it if you're not a walnut fan. But those are really great and they last. You don't even have to wrap those up. You can just put a couple of those in a Ziploc bag and they'll withstand your journey and they are great they're a real treat they are super amazing just just great great for for uh your run they will last you and just are really really nice they'll give you everything that you need energy balls are super simple i've been doing them for years but you can get creative and complex if you want mine just are very easy just very easy things you want to do equal amounts Oatmeal, just the regular rolled oats are fine. Peanut butter, honey, and just a little bit of salt. You don't want equal amounts of salt, obviously. <laughs> That's it. You combine everything, and then you roll into just small balls. And that's it. And then uh, just take a couple of those with you, and then you're done. You can get really super fancy in these things. You can add a lot of extras to them. I have added... Cocoa powder, I have added instant coffee flakes. Now you want a taste test because you don't want to add so many coffee flakes that you're bouncing off the walls. I have done that too. <laughs> so you want to add the right amounts. When I interviewed in episode 55, I interviewed Matthew Cady, who wrote the book Rocket Fuel. And we talked about his recipe for Enduro Balls. And Enduro Balls are like energy balls on steroids. He adds a ton of extra stuff to his and they look amazing. You don't have to do that, but if you want to, he adds pitted dates, sunflower seeds, ground flax seed, vanilla extract, chopped fresh mint to add and a bunch of other things. And he puts them all together in the food processor and goes to town on that. I don't really do that, but if you want to do that, go for it. It looks great. And I guess he makes a whole bunch of them and then they last a long time. My last thing I wanted to suggest, if you want to try, is a little bit, takes a little bit of extra work, but it's delicious. 
It's really good. It's sticky rice. Now, sticky rice is a whole different thing. Sticky rice, I don't have a rice cooker, so I have no idea how to make this in a rice cooker. I make my rice on the stove. I make really good rice. I can make any kind of rice, and I make it perfect. Jasmine rice, I make excellent, excellent jasmine rice. I make it fluffy and just perfect. I know how to do it just by timing it and looking at it and not touching it. So I can make excellent rice. Basmati rice, not a problem. Brown rice, got it covered. Sticky rice is a little different in that you want all that glutinous, yumminess thing. You want it to be as sticky as possible. You usually get sticky or sweet rice at the Asian grocery store. Some regular grocery stores have it, so you can find it there. You want it to be as sticky as possible. You do not want it to be light and fluffy. So you want to get a heavy saucepan for your uh, to use on the stove. The first thing is you do not rinse it. Do not rinse this rice. Even if it says in the instructions, rinse, don't rinse it because you want it to keep all that glutinous goodness. You want it to keep it sticky. My rule of thumb is when cooking white rice is usually one cup of rice to two cups water. Sometimes a little different. If the instructions say one half cup of rice to two cups water or something, okay. But usually it's one cup rice to two cups water. You want to start the water heating and then when it boils, you can add the rice. Follow the instructions on the bag, except don't rinse it. Do not rinse the rice, as I said. So you want to have what you, you're going to use a square brownie pan. You're going to use, what is it, nine by nine, but you want to use a square one. You want to take some plastic wrapping and you want to line the pan with it. You don't have to oil it or anything like that. Just take the plastic wrap and just wrap the whole pan with it so that it's all good to go. Before the rice is ready, you want to have all your additions in. We'll talk about the additions in a minute, but you want to have everything ready. So it shouldn't take more than 15 minutes for the rice to cook. When the water starts to boil, you add the rice and you turn it down as far as you can. You can cover it. If it says cover it, cover it, but you want to stir it every now and then. And that's the other thing. Usually with rice, you never want to stir. You just want to let it go. This rice you want to stir because you want it to be sticky. You want it to be that gloppiness. <laughs> like I said, it's different. It's way different. You stir it once every now and then. When it's done and, and it will be soft, you want to taste test it so that it's soft. You don't want it to be like super soft, but you want it to be soft to be done. You're going to put it into the mixing bowl with your additions and you want to stir it up and you want to pour it into the prepared pan with with plastic wrap. You want to get it in there as soon as possible because if you wait till it's cool, it's going to be like one ball and of and you're not going to be able to get it apart. <laughs> if you've done it right, it's going to be really hard to get it apart. This is what we want. We want this rice to stick together so much that it's not going to fall apart when you take it out with you. If it falls apart, didn't do it right. Now you have to decide whether you want sweet or savory rice. You can go both. I mean, you can go either way. You can go sweet and add in some honey, and chopped nuts, and dried fruit. Or if you want to keep it vegan, you can do maple syrup, chopped nuts, and dried fruit. If you want to do it savory and keep it vegan, you can do shredded nori sheets, 
coconut shreds, sesame seeds, chopped peanuts. And if you want to do it savory and non-vegan, you can go crumbled cooked bacon, diced scrambled eggs, and green onion, which is really amazing. It's just so terrific to have breakfast on the trail. <laughs> it's great. The combinations are endless. You can make up your own. The one thing that I don't do in my food when I'm on the trail is I don't have dairy. Dairy does not agree with me when I'm running, so I skip that. If you're fine with that, add in some cheese. If you like that, go for it. But I can't do cheese when I'm running. <laughs> Just can't, can't have it. When it's done, you put it in the mixing bowl, add the additions real quick, mix it up, spoon it into the pan, and press down. Now, you want to put plaster wrap on top and press it down some more. But before you put it into cool, you want to take the wrap off and you want to slice into the squares that you want. And you should get like 12. You should be able to get 12 out of it. Just do quick cuts of 12. And then put the plastic wrap back on top press down and put it in the refrigerator for four hours or more. If you do it overnight, that's better. And then when you get up next morning, it should be nice. These nice pressed down, wonderful little, amazing little presents <laughs> you have for your run. And then you can wrap them up. You can wrap each one in plastic. And, and it's, these are really good in plastic. Wrap each one in little plastic, then foil, and then put it in a Ziploc bag. And they are just perfect perfect for the trail. They take a little bit of extra work, but it's really worth it. They are just delightful. They're wonderful little little presents for yourself. And these came from the Feed Zone Portables in Velo Press. I changed a few things for myself because I always do. Whenever I cook, I, I switch things around a little bit. I, that's, I think that's my favorite book for finding stuff for the road. It's just such a terrific book. Those are my recipes for you, and you can make up your own. If you have something that you made up your own that I didn't cover or that you think is fantastic, let me know about it because I would really, really love to know. I, I would. I think that would be fantastic to hear about it. Let me know. Give me a shout-out. You can email me at martharunstheworld at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And the website is martharunstheworld.com. I look forward to hearing your stories, and thank you so much for tuning in today. It's always appreciated. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run. <laughs>